Hi, and welcome to the Happier You podcast. I'm your host, Bonna Normando. I started this podcast with the goal to inspire people to stop comparing their lives to others and start focusing on making their own journey unique, authentic, and happier. I thought, what if there's a voice out there encouraging people to find happy in their regular everyday lives? Instead of thinking happiness is something to be purchased, earned, or only for a select few. Each episode is meant to deliver a little bit of sunshine, as well as to challenge and inspire you. I'm inviting you on this journey to find the happier you. Hey, happy people, and welcome back. This week, I want to talk about how to stop limiting our ability to experience happiness. Now, before I get into today's topic, I just wanted to let you know that there are a lot of new and exciting things ahead for the Happier You community. So I want to remind you to sign up for my happy notes that I send out every two weeks to keep you in the know of what's coming up, and also to share a funny, insightful, or inspiring story to bring some joy into your day, and just generally share something meant to inspire you to keep you working towards your happy. So come on over to thehappieryou.net, sign up for my happy notes, and make sure you stay in the know. All right, so how do we stop ourselves from limiting our ability to experience happiness? Have you ever wondered why every time, okay, maybe not every time, but many, many, many times, you start to feel happier or better about what's going on in your life, then something happens to knock you back down? Did you tell yourself it's because you weren't wired for happy? Or maybe you told yourself, this is as good as I get to experience and I shouldn't look for more. Well, guess what? I disagree. I want to share with you today a concept that came from a book I'm reading called The Big Leap. In it, the author Gay Hendricks talks about how we limit ourselves from the next level for us because of stories we've been told. We're uncomfortable in that new level, so we do something immediately before we hit it or just after we've achieved it. Most of us don't even realize that we're doing this to ourselves. We just keep naturally putting ourselves back into situations of chaos, overwhelm, and frustration because that's what we're comfortable with or we're used to. I've had to work through this myself as well. And in fact, I'm still working through it in different areas of my life. But what I want to do today is bring it into the light and let you look at it as a possibility and then figure out what are your triggers so you can prepare yourself the next time it's about to happen. I want to share one of the stories that he tells us in the book about a businessman named Joseph who went to the author to get some help. And Joseph was a piano prodigy in his childhood. Now, despite his talent, he only got to a mediocre level of success in music, realizing that every time he had a breakthrough to success, he was burdened with guilt and ended up feeling awful. So he quit music and then moved over into business. But unfortunately, the mediocre success followed him into business. And this is when he met the author. And what he realized when he was working with the author is that he has this messaging that he received in his early teens that causes him to feel crippling guilt every time he reaches success. Turns out it's a very tragic story that what happened is both he and his younger sister were talented musicians from a very young age. He was very close to his sister and he and his parents were devastated when they lost her to leukemia at age eight. After that loss, Joseph threw himself into his music and experienced a lot of success. Then in his early teens, his parents surprised him for his birthday with his first grand piano. Up until then, he had to take the bus to the other side of town to be able to practice on a grand piano in a music studio. 
He was so excited. I mean, you can just imagine this, right? Waking up and finding a grand piano in your living room. After hugging his parents and expressing extreme gratitude, he sits down to play at the piano and right before his fingers hit the keys, his parents say something along the lines of, you know, we never could have afforded this gift if your sister hadn't died. He said at that moment, he was immediately swamped with guilt and grief. And that set his limiting pattern in place. Now, if you're like me, you're thinking, what were his parents thinking? But as the author reminds us, they were under the spell of this grief for life, and they unknowingly passed it on to their son. They were just dealing with their own stuff. It wasn't done maliciously. It's just where they were at in that moment. So figuring out our upper limit triggers is not about blaming other people. It's about shining a light on what our trigger is, knowing what that message is that we hear when we hit or surpass the invisible barrier of our happiness, and then working through and dissolving that belief. Once you realize what it is and where it came from, you can deal with it and look at it through a different lens. This is just one of many, many stories that the author tells in his book about all the different ways that we upper limit ourselves. And often the story comes from early childhood. He gave examples of this affecting people in love, happiness, business, job, every aspect of our life. He explained the upper limit problem is like a thermostat. As soon as you reach a certain level, your subconscious starts to act against you and shut it down. He says that, quote unquote, when you are upper limiting, you're doing something that is crimping the flow of positive energy. Wow. Doesn't that resonate? Can you remember a time in your life when things have been going well, and then suddenly everything just falls apart and that positive energy flow is gone. As I'm working on this episode, we're in the middle of beta testing my course, Building Your Happiness Foundation. One of the things I'm doing weekly is getting the participants to practice feeling the good feelings daily and weekly, allowing themselves to feel joy over small things every day. I firmly believe in this upper level concept. I know I've seen it in action in my life. And I know that I'm practicing and nudging that thermostat higher daily. Now that I know it's there, I can work on it. So today I'm asking you to think about a time or times when you've been close to the happiness level that you want, or you feel like you're getting there. Is there something that you continually do or feel that sabotages that good feeling? I know for me, two ways that I sabotage myself came to mind. First of all, boundaries. Not saying no to things that I know will stress me out, upset me, or wear me out. The other one is related, but slightly different. I'm a recovering people pleaser, and there are people out there who are very good at letting you know what they need and want from you. That triggers the people pleaser in me to volunteer for things I really can't fit in in that time, or I take on projects that don't bring me joy. Since I've figured these two things out, I've gotten a lot better at noticing when I get triggered and talking myself through it. And yes, you know it was coming. I journal myself through it. One of the things I'm learning to do on this journey is to trust my voice and honor the experiences that I'm going through. I still have work to do. I haven't mastered any of this, but what I have done is started to understand when I sabotage myself figuring out why I do it, and then I work through and come up with a game plan for the next time I'm in that situation. This week, your challenge is to let yourself feel good feelings. 
When you feel yourself trying to sabotage or downplay those feelings, look deeper and ask yourself, where is this message coming from and where is your thermostat set? Can you nudge that higher? So I'm going to leave you with a quote from Gay Hendricks, the author of the book, The Big Leap, Conquer Your Hidden Fear and Take Life to the Next Level. And he says, letting yourself savor natural good feelings is a direct way to transcend your upper limit problem. By extending your ability to feel positive feelings, you expand your tolerance for things going well in your life. I love this book. I've recommended it to so many people since I first discovered it. And a big shout out to my friend Kim, who the first day she met me told me I needed to read this book. Isn't that interesting? All right. Remember, when you have a choice, choose happy. Have a good one and go get your happy on. When you feel yourself trying to sabotage (laughs) or surpass, surpass, (laughs) good one, or surpass that invisible barrier. Wow. Okay. Having trouble with ours today. (laughs) Hey, this is just a quick reminder. If you know anyone that that could use more happiness in their life, please share the podcast with them. The whole point of doing this is to create more happiness in the world. And the more people we empower to find their personal happiness, the more happiness we have to spread around. So please take a minute and share the episode.